Green Diva's heart wildlife. Who can resist all those videos and images of adorable baby animals? But sometimes these adorable creatures really need our help. Let's celebrate wild animals, learn about them, and do what we can to help them. Very happy to be speaking again to John Platt, who is a freelance environmental journalist extraordinaire. That's me saying that. Um, but he is, and he's doing a wonderful series called, a little scary series actually, Extinction Countdown through Scientific America, which is getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. Hi, John. Hi, Meg. And, you know, I was looking through some of these articles, and I was like, oh, oh, that's sad. Oh, my gosh, what's happening there? And, uh, yeah, so tell us kind of what, what, I mean, it seems obvious, but tell us what what prompted you to to work on this series. Well, I've always been interested in endangered species. I think it's part of who I am and where I, you know, the way I grew up. Um, I grew up outside of Buffalo, not that far from Love Canal, when I was growing up, there were oh, yeah. the, the, the stories of DDT affecting eagles. Um, Gorillas in the Mist was a huge touch point for me, the movie oh. starring Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all these things came together. And about 10 years ago, I was working as a technology writer. And I kept coming across all these stories about endangered species that I thought weren't really being covered in the broader media. So I said, well, if no one else is doing it, I better do it myself. Yeah. And I started this off as something on my own. It was later picked up by a magazine called Plenty. When they went out of business, Scientific American picked it up. I've been over there for about six years. And I just, there's, I could keep writing about this stuff for for decades. There's never a, lo- a lack of stories. No, sadly, there's not. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. And, and you know, but... but you, the more you dig into it, too, I mean, if you, t- if you look at the public coverage of endangered species, you hear about the same things over and over again. Basically, it's the polar bear. That's what everyone talks yeah, about. But there's yeah. so much more. No, and, like, you're writing about some amazing, amazing old fish. I mean, old species. Yeah. And, I just and, did an and, article about the coelacanth, which is that classic, famous creature that everyone thought was extinct. It was only existed in the fossil record, and in the 1930s, one popped up in a fishing net. Yeah. And now we know that they're out there, but now, once again, they are actually literally, really, truly this time threatened with extinction. So You know, and then I saw, like, plants. There's some yep. beautiful purple plant in Hawaii that is uh, da- endangered. And it's just been discovered. So there's all these things that we know are endangered. There's a lot of things. There's an awful lot of, of species out there that we haven't even seen as humans or officially scientifically described once we find them we don't okay this this hawaiian plant only exists within a couple of hundred square yards basically wow Wow. and one little event and they could be gone well Um, and then there's that volcano i mean if it happens to be anywhere near uh is it kilauea that's going i can't yeah yeah well and and have you ever read douglas adams I mean, well, I'm like such a fan. I'm still mad that he left the planet. But <laughs> he he wrote a wonderful book, which was really um kind of out of his normal realm, and it was called Last Chance to See. Exactly. And uh, that and had that to was, be. That, I think that was another book uh, that I read that really influenced the things that I do. Um, 
And in fact, a lot of people don't realize this, but he did that book and, and the original BBC radio series with a photographer named Mark Carwadine. Yes. And they did a follow-up a couple of years ago um, that it was available as a, as a TV series, another book, really great stuff. Yeah, of course, without Douglas Adams. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still important information, and it's just that I happen to be attached to his quirky style. But, well, how know. could you not be? I know, I know. And as I am saying, you know, uh, and this stuff's been going on for a while. This is not new news because I, as I was reading your articles and kind of just preparing for this interview, the Joni Mitchell song, Paved Paradise, Put Up a Parking Lot, was racing through my head, you know, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. And I'm like, you know what? And she sings Save Me the Birds and the Bees now. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this has been, and that was in the 70s, right? Absolutely. You know, this is not a new problem, but in, it, at the same time, it's probably a worse problem yeah. in a lot of ways. A lot of species face even greater threats than ever yeah. before. Yeah. But it's also just something we don't talk about enough. It's a tough topic to tackle. Now, um, are, are humans on that list? <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. We're too many of us still. Yeah. But, you know, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> So what in your in your research I know you've got um a series going what is the one that really really uh stood out to you maybe as like it really pulled on your heartstrings like oh no that's just that's I mean I know they all do but is there one that stands out for you that's sh- more shocking or something Well I think um I always go down to rhinos um rhinos are one of those species or groups of species that I can cover several times a year because there's always something going on they're truly in crisis they're being murdered solely for their horns and see is that like, is so upsetting which is like being killed for your fingernails yeah yeah and the problem just gets worse and worse and worse and i've been following a species called the northern white rhino for years now and there are only 5 left mm. 5 in the world um there's 3 in kenya and and 2 uh, in zoos, one in San Diego, one in Europe. Um, they have never successfully bred, um, or at least these, these living animals haven't. Well, they're probably depressed. And, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it's not exactly easy. That's why the last three are in Kenya. They moved a few over there thinking, maybe let's try to get them to breed under their natural right. sun instead of in zoos. And they've kind of gotten a little bit of breeding activity. But, yeah, it's tough. And, of course, I always go back to, to orangutans, too. Oh, um, yeah. you know, they're one of the species that got me involved in conservation, and it's one that people really can make a difference on. Um, if you look at the products that you're buying, palm oil, food to it's palm oil, exactly. It's in everything. It's in food. It's in makeup. It's in, in cosmetics. You know, it's in soaps. And if people choose not to buy things with palm oil that can make a difference to the habitat, in Sumatra and on Borneo that impact, you know, did you see being cut down for palm oil and that uh, is the habitat did you for orangutans and tigers and so many other creatures. Years of living dangerously? Yeah. That episode with Harrison pictures. Ford where he, like, just becomes, I mean, I'm, like, bawling when he's playing with this orang, and he's, like, crying. You know, I mean, it was just, he had, I had no idea this was, and I'm kind of, you know, I just I just can't retain it all, I guess, but maybe I blocked it out because it's horrifying. But he goes to bat. I mean, he just really gets indignant with these people. Like, you, can, you, you can't be doing this. You just can't do this. 
And I well, fell in love with Harrison Ford even more, even though he's crashing his <laughs> uh, Millennium Falcon into golf courses. Yeah, not the smartest move on his part, but <laughs> you can't hold that. You can't hold that against him. No, no, no. He's an adventure guy. But, but so, yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing. We just need to keep putting things in front of people's heads. And yes, it's a difficult topic. Yeah, it can make you rage. It can make you cry. But the other thing to do is look beyond that at the work, the good work, the great work that people are doing to conserve these species, yes. to study them, to understand them. And these are the heroes. And if you embrace the heroes who are doing great work, it helps you to overcome that feeling of right hopelessness feeling of helplessness yeah yeah i i really like that idea and i know that there are so many things we can do and i'm pretty sure you're going to share some stuff with us on the blog so people can really easily find out more Um, absolutely it's all you know it all boils down to personal choices yeah everything you do has an impact yeah well john i i'm i wish we didn't have to cut this particular segment short but I know you will come back and we will talk Absolutely. about more of because the, there's so much to talk about. So thank you for your time, John, and your hard work on this. It's great stuff. Well, thank you, Meg. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Green Divas Heart Wildlife. Please visit thegreendivas.com, that's T-H-E, greendivas.com, to learn more about wildlife, nature, and a whole lot more.